Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbaum. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Listen to the engine moaning out as one old song. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do when you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do. And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through Mm. See, here I am On the road again There I am Edmonton Oilers looking to turn the page tonight against the Washington Capitals. The Oilers currently an 152-minute and 28-second long scoreless Drought. They can't score. Longest drought. Reed Wilkins just tweeting out since 2007. That's the all-time order record, 207 minutes. That was uh, when the orders were down a couple centers, as I recall, late in the season. And uh, we're basically, I think, uh, having to play the likes of Brian Young back in defense. Bunch of injuries during the course of the conclusion of that 2006-07 season. This is Oilers now. It's a game night. We're live at Rogers Place. Step up in weight class for Edmonton after playing two teams that kind of focused on shutting the Oilers down. Tonight, the Oilers play a Washington Capitals team that are so good they just go out and play their own game. 
Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up, full preview of tonight's game. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports at uh, 12.22. At 12.35, uh, NHL uh, on Rogers Sportsnet color analyst Louis DeBrusque. At 105 today for Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication solar. It will be Brian Burke. And at 135, Washington Capitals broadcast analyst Alan May. This is Oilers Now. Brendan Escott is back in the studio. Brendan, let me ask you this. You open up with turn the page. Was that because the Oilers need to turn the page or the province needs to turn the page? Which well, one is it? I think I'd like to see the Oilers turn the page on a, a bit of a struggling road trip there for them. See if they can get back in the scoring column at the very least. All right. Uh, so for for the listeners right now, we're going to have a little bit of a, a quick fun here. Okay. A trip down memory lane. So, Brendan, Trudeau mania. Okay. First election, liberal majority. Second election, liberal minority with the NDP holding the balance of power. And in that second election, zero liberal seats in the province of Alberta. Am I talking about Pierre Trudeau or Justin Trudeau or both? I'm going to guess both. What are the chances, eh? 1968, Pierre Trudeau assumes a liberal leadership from uh, Pearson, ends up uh, winning a majority in the 68 election. Trudeau mania takes place. Four years later, it's a liberal minority with Pierre Trudeau. NDP hold the balance of the power, zero seats in the province of Alberta. Identical scenario to what occurred uh, in this past election. Funny stuff, eh? What are the chances of that happening? Let's hope that uh, Justin uh, proves to have the gravitas of his father, who many of you listeners probably would not agree with, but I think you would say... You didn't always like his political views, but I don't think anybody acknowledged for a second or disagreed with disagree with this. He was a fairly articulate and bright fellow. And there's no question. And by the way, Peter Lougheed at province at that time in the province of Alberta was a great politician as well. So I wasn't sure when you said turn the page. Hey, Bob, turn the page. It's just a little interesting little side note. And uh, hey. I love Alberta, but I also like Canada, too, so you can figure out where I'm coming from. Let's get right to it. It is the Edmonton Oilers looking to turn the page as well after being shut out two straight games. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion. Amber's at the River Creek Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. You're going to text us, if you want, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 630-630. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Escott. A reminder, Brian Burke at 105 today, presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's a leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication solar. Speaking of giving people chances, some of you criticized, uh, you know, were critical when we first brought Brian on to do the show. That attitude has completely shifted in the last year. He's one of the more popular guests we have here in Oilers now. We have a game. The Oilers and the Capitals. Sam Gagne will draw into the lineup out uh, Tomas Yurcho to the Oilers now audio vault for direct workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray and online at directworkwear.com. Here's Dave Tippett on the Oilers hoping to bounce back from back-to-back shutouts. Addressed it. We didn't score. We didn't score in either game and still got a point. So look at the bright side. <laughs> You know, no, it's uh, it's something we've talked about. We talk about all along. Um, 
we talked about where we're at after 10 games. That was our discussion today and, and uh, some of the things that we're trying to build our team to do on a consistent basis are areas of uh, concern every day and the scoring part of it we scored in bunches early on and then last couple games haven't been as uh, haven't been as good the minnesota game we just we didn't have any any jump at all we looked like we were just mentally and physically tired that game but really of the 10 that's the only one that i i've seen where the team really took a step back we didn't get a lot of chances um but the scoring part of it is uh, it's always a concern. You've got to score to win. But uh, if you look at the 10 games, our, our you know, main goals coming into the year was make sure that our goals against comes down. We were, I think as of yesterday, we sat at fifth in the league goals against. Uh, penalty kill has been, been pretty good. I mean, it's, uh, there's some positive signs. The last two, uh, last two games, the offense hasn't been there. But... Uh, for the most part, I, I look at the at the uh, ten games, and there's a lot of positive stuff to to take from it, and we have to continue to build. All right, that's uh, Dave Tippett, the Oilers head coach. Here's Connor McDavid on generating more offense. We need to get more pucks to the net. Um, you know, sustain some more holes uh, on time. I think we're a lot of one and done right now. So, you know, that, uh, that comes from your forecheck. That comes from you know shooting the puck and getting it back. Uh, you know, all those things. All right, uh, Leon Dreisaitl said this to see and the Oilers needing to get back on the track. Try and stick to your game. You, you don't want to change too much. I mean, uh, you know, we're 7-2-1 seven, seven, and one as well, so uh, we're off to a very good start here, here uh, too. And, um, you know, obviously it's a great test, great team over there, but, um, you know, we're a great team over here too, so, you know, it'll be a, a fun challenge for us. For Alex Chason, who remains on the line with Ryan Nugent Hopkins and James Neal, he says the Oilers need to find a balance between scoring and preventing goals. I think, you know, there's ups and downs in the season. And um, for me personally, and it's the same for, for our team, there's ups and downs. So uh, when things are going um, really well, you try to make sure that, you know, you're still improving. And when things are going in the last two games, I mean, we all know it wasn't their best effort, but um, there's still st- stuff that we did that was good for us and I think early in a season like that it's a good learning experience for a group we have I think we were the third or fourth youngest team in the league uh something like that I heard the other day so that's experience uh that's all you win in this league so our group just gets better and uh one day at a time Sam Gagne draws back in. It'll be McDavid up front with Dreisaitl and Cassie. These are lines they ran at practice today. Obviously, Connor McDavid held off the score sheet for three consecutive games just the second time in his NHL career that's happened. He's never been held pointless for four straight games. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Alex Chason and James Neal. Uh, by the way, uh, McDavid third, Dreisaitl fourth in scoring. John Carlson leads the NHL scoring the Washington defenseman. Riley Sheen with Jujar Karen, Josh Archibald. Marcus Granlin with Patrick Russell and Sam Gagne. The Oilers bottom six, 41 combined games, zero goals, zero points, minus 18. They need to get going here. Uh, Dave Tippett had this to say and what he wants to see from Gagne, who is in the lineup for the first time this season. Well, we're looking for that, you know, all along we've looked for that balance of, you know, the bottom end penalty kill role players versus skill down there. Obviously, we haven't had the, the offensive impact from the bottom six, we're looking for him to come in and make some plays there. We had Chase on there early, and uh, we've moved Chase up to that second line now. Uh, we need Gags to come in and, and uh, help out, create some plays down there. The other part of it, uh, the second power play unit, he's a guy that can help us there a little bit. So 
we're looking for him to come in and play a solid game, but he has the ability to make plays and create opportunities, and if he can do that, it'll be a bonus to our lineup. All right, uh, we're in the Oilers, Oilers Now Audio Vault segment brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. San Gagne added his comments on what he needs to do to stick in the lineup. Personally, I just got to go in and play and not think too much about um, any of that. I just, uh, you know, I, I know what I have to do to be successful. And, um, you know, I feel like I've added layers to my game in the, the last number of years. And, um, you know, I, I think there's different areas I can help out. But obviously the main one is uh, creating some offense, getting shots to the net, um, you know, just kind of... Uh, getting the puck to the offensive zone and then making plays when I'm there. Um, so, you know, I, I just want to play to my strengths and, you know, help this team uh, continue to push forward. Always liked him. Smart guy, gets it. That's all there is to it. You know, there's just some people that get it and other people that don't. You know what I'm talking about. You're driving around right now listening to the show or you're, you're in the office. Sam Gagne just gets it. The Oilers need to get it tonight because they're playing a good hockey club. Here's Dave Tippett. No, it's a, it's a good challenge. They're a good team. You watch the way they play. I've watched a little bit of tape on them. They're a big, fast team. Play the game hard, so it's a great challenge for us. Right now, especially coming home, getting a day of rest yesterday, I'm, I'm interested to see how our team responds on our first bit of real adversity, like real, we struggled last game, how are we going to react to that? And uh, uh, I think our players will respond the right way. Oilers play the Capitals. Capitals come in with a record of 7-2-2. Two, two. They're third in the league in goals for 3.73. 16th in goals against 3.09. 10th on both power play and the PK. Nicholas Backstrom, who has had six straight seasons of 70 to 86 points, centers eight-time Rocket Richard trophy winner Alexander Ovechkin and TJ Oshie, who had 54 points last year in 69 games. If Jenny Kuznetsov, 83, 72 points the last two seasons with Nicholas, uh, with Haglin and uh, Tom Wilson. Wilson, 22 goals, 40 points, 128 penalty minutes last year in 63 games played. Lars Eller's off to a good start. He centers the third line with Jakob Branham and Garnet Hathaway, who's a hard nosed, agitating presence. Uh, had 11 goals, 19 points last year for the Flames, plus 14. This guy's a real good third-line player. Nicholas Dowd with Brendan Leipzig, the former Portland Winterhawk, and Chandler Stevenson, who spent four seasons with the Regina uh, Pats. On defense, uh, Michael Kempney's found a home in Washington, went plus 24 last season with NHL scoring leader John Carlson. 68 and 70 points the last two years. 20 points in 11 games. He leads the NHL in scoring at this time. Dmitry Orlov with Nicholas Jensen. They picked him up from Detroit. And then Jonas Siegenthaler, who spent the last couple seasons with Hershey, a second-round pick out of Zurich. Uh, he's in the third pairing with Radko Gudis. Braden Holtby will start in goal. He spent the last eight seasons as the number one netminder for the Washington Capitals. He comes in with a record of 4-1-2, a 3.60 goals against average, and 8.84 save percentage. He'll oppose Miko Koskinen, who's 4-0 this season with Edmonton, a 2.20 goals against average, and a 9.34 save percentage. Straight into NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building trade, uh, branded 
tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. Back in the studio, the young gun himself, Brendan Escott. Another 10 games in the NHL tonight, Bob. That includes Montreal hosting San Jose and Calgary welcoming in Florida as the other Canadian teams in action. Longtime Habs defenseman Andre Markov has signed a trial contract with KHL's locomotive. He had been attempting a return to Montreal, but GM Mark Bergevin was never really interested. Uh, Vancouver assigned forward Adam Goddard to AHL Utica this morning while Vegas recalled goaltender Garrett Sparks and reassigned Oscar Dansk. The Bakersfield Condors fell 2-1 to the Ontario Reign on home ice last night. Caleb Jones had the lone Condors goal. So next up, a home-and-home against the Stockton Heat that starts tomorrow on the road. The Edmonton Oil Kings kick off a three-game homestand against Medicine Hat tomorrow and the U of A Golden Bears on the road in the uh, University of Lethbridge for a pair this weekend. All right, Reed Wilkins is coming up uh, from Inside Sports. So we'll set up tonight's matchup between the Edmonton Oilers and the Washington Capitals. This is Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's get to a quick text on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, it's Brian from Hamilton, Ontario. Well, thank you for listening in Hamilton. Uh, and... Of course, this text happened to recalibrate right as I was... Uh, our, our screen can handle roughly 50 texts at a time, so when it recalibrates like that, as I'm about to read the text, and I should have highlighted, where did Brian's text go? Here it is. Uh, what do you think about the Edmonton Oilers going after Connor Brown? I think he'd be a great fit. wouldn't cost the world to acquire. Uh, personally, I'd have a lot of time for Connor Brown. I think he can play as a middle six forward. He gives the team speed. Um... You know, there were rumors last year that the Oilers were interested in maybe moving Matt Benning for him at the deadline, and the Leafs looking for a right shot. By the way, Matt Benning, solid plus-minus every year here in Edmonton. At some point, that does matter. I know a lot of you think plus-minus is an irrelevant, useless stat, but when a guy's in the third pairing and keeps his head above water, usually playing with bottom six forwards, it's probably a good sign. Uh, that said, Ottawa is in a rebuild. Would I get, how high of a pick would I give up for Connor Brown? Not a, Not a big one personally. But I do think he could be a fit. And of course, he played with Connor McDavid with the Erie Otters as well. We bring aboard Inside Sports, Reed Wilkins. Reed, we have five minutes and then we're going to address a couple other texts that we got to. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks for having me. Did you get out and vote? Of course. All right, good. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, I'm going to hit you with some curveballs to start off with here. Sure. Reed, have you noticed over the last couple, the Oilers played two opponents, Winnipeg and Minnesota, that were really focused on shutting down Edmonton's top line. I think Washington's more worried about what Washington does because they're that good of a team. Did you notice at all or, or, that maybe the standard was sliding a little bit? Like there seemed, I don't know if it came across on the TV, but there seemed to be some backside interference stuff that wasn't being called specifically against 97, and he's not demonstrative with the officials. He was once, and they got upset by it when he pointed to the scoreboard. Yep. But there, he doesn't seem to... Uh, well, he said something in one of the games. Oh, did he? In Minnesota, they they showed him uh, Having a talking, to a, talking to a ref. He, it's when he was breaking to the net and tried oh. to re receive a pass, yeah. and he got tied up with the defenseman. Because I know Dumba low-bridged him, and then the game against Winnipeg, uh, he did get a penalty for a real weak call on a play involving Wheeler, and early in the game, Wheeler had submarined him with a hit. Should have been a penalty. Like, he tried to, like, and I'm just wondering, like, are these guys not in, and the thing is, it's a loser's lament, right, when you complain about the officials, especially when the teams lose them. But the fact of the matter is, 
it doesn't excuse them from make the call. And I'm just wondering, like, they had a standard for the first three or four games of the year, and they always move away from it in this league. Well, I didn't notice the the interference, and you don't get the full screen on right. TV. So I'll, I'll to defer to whatever you were seeing. I thought the I thought the Winnipeg game was probably the sloppiest refereed game that the Oilers have played this year. Winnipeg and and had... I thought it went both. I honestly thought it went both. Yeah, ways. they missed the high. I thought there were weird calls. I mean, Benning. Not intentionally, but I think it was Perot. He hit him in the neck with his stick. Well, that, and Neil got a high stick. Yep. So, I mean, that, that was I, – I, I just think we have this discussion periodically when you have great players on your team. And, unfortunately, I, I think it's going to be frustrating for Oilers fans if they see McDavid sometimes maybe taking a tug or getting a little bit of a half tackle. But I also just think we're at the point where we know he has to play through it. And, yeah. and we can go back to – did Brett Hall? Did he say garbage league or garage league? I think it was Either one was was de- yeah. was demeaning because he he said the stars are getting abused and and held up. And I, and I just think that's the mentality in the game of hockey. It's not always, I guess, fair is 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 the NBA, right word. NBA and, protects their stars. The NHL doesn't. That's it's that simple. Uh, yeah, generally. But I'm sure Ovechkin has gone through the same thing, and they've had this discussion in, in the Washington media and sure. what, what Ovechkin has had to deal Mario with. Mario Lemieux back I mean, in the day. I mean, Ovechkin, his speed's not as much his game as McDavid. And that's the, but, other, but that's, that's the other part of it for me, Reed, is I think he's so fast that there's some reps that aren't in position to make the right call. Seriously. Oh, well, maybe, but that's why they have two officials on the ice. Yeah. Texas at 6.30, Yes, it's a loser's lament. I know that. All right, let's hit on a couple other quick hitters you want to talk about tonight's game. Go. Well, something from the bottom six, and if they don't score, then you have to bring some sort of a dimension. Then, yep. If you're not scoring, then you better forecheck and, and you better grind, and that was totally missing against Minnesota and missing at times against Winnipeg, though Though they did, you know, Winnipeg wasn't a disaster of a game. Minnesota was a, was a pretty poor game all around, so if you're not going to score, then you better get below the hash marks and keep pucks alive and wear down the defense so when the offensive players are on the ice, they might have a, a tired team or a team that feels like it's on its heels on the ice. And, and again, I mean, it's always a story, goaltending. I mean, the Oilers have not had a below-average goaltending performance this year unless you lump in Smith's puck-handling miscues. Yeah. Their goaltender has been at least as good as the other guy in pretty much every game. Like, you give Crawford credit, you give Hellebuck credit, but if, if Koskinen... Now, this is might be Koskinen's toughest challenge against the Washington team and obviously a couple of the shooters they have. Reed, we had a bunch of texts come in on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, who sang Turn the Page to open the show? Well, that was the Bob Seeger version. We're going to go to that as we go to break right now. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic, update. With Eileen Bell, back with Louis DeBrasque. There I am. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.